looking forward. Sunday's uh, looks like it's going to be a big day, but I believe it's going to be a good day. All right, let's get into the Word of God. First uh, Kings chapter nineteen. If you will stand, and we'll uh, we'll re- jump right in that ca- ch- chapter and look at it. <clears throat> First Kings chapter nineteen. It says, "I, I probably everyone here knows the, this, but for anyone that may not, this we're coming into this chapter. This this man named Elijah has just uh, he's coming out of a challenge that he just made to the prophets of Baal and the the prophets that were part of Jezebel, which she was the queen of her table." about 400 of them, 450 prophets of Baal. But anyway, he challenged them all. You know, if, if there's, only, there's just one God, and let's just go ahead. Either it's the God I serve or it's the God you serve. Let's, let's go ahead and see if we can set something up here to prove who's serving the right God. You know, everybody thinks there's, you know, there's, there's more than one, and mine's about as good as yours. Well, they, that's, that's nothing new then, is it? So he, he brought the challenge. And said, I believe that my God is the God. And he said, I tell you what, let's just, you, you come and let's just put us up a sacrifice, an altar here, bring the bullets, cut them, put them on there. Let's uh, put the wood and then you can begin to pray. And, and I tell you what, the God, the, the God that answers by fire and, and, and comes down and accepts these sacrifices, that'll be God. That's the one. And so that was the challenge he made to them. They did their best. They prayed and hollered and cried and danced and jumped on it and cut themselves and done all the stuff they could to try to, to bring, make something happen and nothing ever happened. Elijah, it was his turn. He comes up there and he just gets some water barrels and he pours it all over the altar and digs a trench around it, fills a trench full of water, soaks the wood with water, soaks the 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 sacrifice with water, and he won't. He don't want anybody saying, "Well, this it something something else happened." Now he wants them to know that whenever this thing burns, it's gonna be God. And all he did was just say, "You know, Lord, uh, make it happen. Let these people see it." And fire fell, burned the altar up, burned the wood up, burned up the sacrifice, and then just went ahead and licked all the water out of the ditch. Enough said. And then they rounded up the prophets of Baal and they, they, they killed them. And uh, what seemed like a mighty triumph has put Elijah in hot water. That can happen, can't it? That's where we pick up. Elijah's in hot water for that. Chapter 19. And Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done and with a with or how he had slain all the prophets with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger unto Elijah, saying, So let the gods do to me, or more also, if I make not thy life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. In other words, you'll be dead tomorrow this time. And when he saw that, he arose and went for his life, and he came to Beersheba, which belonged to Judah, and he left his servant there. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a juniper tree and he requested for himself that he might die and said, It's enough. Now, O Lord, take my life, for I am not better than my father's. And as he lay and slept under the juniper tree, behold, an angel touched him and said unto him, Arise and eat. And he looked and behold, there was a cake of bread on the coals and a cruise of water at his head. And he did eat and drink and laid him down again. 
And the angel of the Lord came again the second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat, because the journey is too great for thee. And he arose and did eat and drink and went in the strength of that meat forty days and forty nights unto Horeb, the mount of God. And he came thither unto a cave and he lodged there. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him and said unto him, Why doest thou, What doest thou here, Elijah? And he said, I have been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts, for the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, thrown down thine altars, and slain thy prophets with the sword, and I, even I, only am left, and they seek my life to take it away. And he said, Go forth and stand upon the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind rent the mountains, breaking pieces of the rocks before the Lord, for the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still, small voice. Father, we thank you for your word. As I look to you tonight, I'm just standing in awe. I'm excited to serve a God like you. As unworthy as I am, Father, I pray for myself, Father, that you would enable me to speak your truth, to speak it right, speak it in a way that would honor your name, that would lift you up in the eyes of the people, that would stir our hearts at the awesome God that we serve. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your word. And we ask it in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. <clears throat> i got about three things really that I want to focus on and look at here uh, in this, this passage. It may, it may be a little, extra, a little bit more than what I read, but just to, uh, just to begin and and I mean, this is a tremendous story. It's a tremendous story. Uh, Elijah's just a tremendous man of God. Uh, he's he's experienced a tremendous miracle. He's seen God move. He's followed the Lord. He's been obedient to the Lord. He knows all that. But he's he finds himself in a in a in a in a difficult spot here. And so the first thing that that I want to look at is the fact that <clears throat> what has happened here with Elijah is that Elijah has lost his focus. In other words, he's, he's focused on the, the wrong thing and not on the right thing. He's lost his focus. He's just not... God is what... That's what we need to focus on, amen? It's the Lord. That's where he's been. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying anything that Elijah doesn't already know, okay? But I know where Elijah is, and, I, and I can, I've got God's word, that, and I know where he's been, I know how he's felt, and those type of things. So I know that right here at this particular time, for whatever reason, Elijah is not focused on the Lord. He's not, he's not, he's not focused on what happened. He's not focused on his experience with the Lord. He's not focused on, on, on seeing God's hand move and what it, what it did, what, what, what 
great miracle that was performed, he's not, he's not looking at that. He's not focused on that. He's focused on a woman, a threat by a woman. Now, let's, let's just say this is just not any woman. This was the queen who, who actually was wearing the britches for the king. And pretty much whatever she was king, she just, uh, you know, more or less. You can read back a couple of chapters earlier. You will see that she had many killed, many prophets of God were killed. So Elijah knew that she could. So there, there his, his focus is on this, and, 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 and I mean, that's easy to say. He focused on the wrong thing, which was Jezebel, which I say is, is representative of the world. That He's focused on the world, the things that's going on right here, like Dale preached, under the sun, going on right here in his life here in this world, that, that he's focused on that. But, you know, God's, God's bigger than that. And he needed to be, and he needed to be focused on the Lord. So he, this focus is, is his problem, and, it's, and, it, and that's what's causing it, uh, the problem. Now, he's, he, he's, he's got to wonder, you know, how, 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 did this, how did this happen, you know? But when I got to thinking about focus and, and where he is now, I thought about us fasting. And I thank God for this fast. I don't know. We, we've got a lot of people that have committed to that to some degree. And, uh, and, and, and in a lot of different ways, a lot of, a lot of folks are just eating certain types of stuff. Some people are giving up things, uh, TV, games, or whatever. They, you know, they're, just, they're, get, they're doing something. They're, they're doing something. And, and, and as I thought about that, <clears throat> I, just, I put this down, I, that, that fasting, and I, and I think this is one of the things about fasting. Fasting, it should help us focus on the Lord. I mean, that, I mean if, you read, if you've read some of the, the, the book, I mean, that's what it is, is that we're wanting to focus on the Lord. We're wanting to, to, to worship Him, to, 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 to read His Word. I, I put down, you know, it's, it's to focus on Him, to worship Him, to spend a time in His Word, to listen, to listen and to hear Him. Because you're focusing on Him to see and experience His hand moving in my life and the life of those around me. Basically, that's, that's, that's fasting. I'm doing that. and I, that, that when I, the, My hunger, my hunger pains should remind me that my reason for fasting is Him. When I'm hungry, it's the Lord. My mind goes there. It's the Lord. That's the reason I'm doing this. It's to remind me to focus on him and not on this world. To get rid of whatever that this world may be trying to do and have, has, has already done to me. I don't know about you folks, but even in the few days that I've done this, I've all, you know what it's to help me do? Realize how far I was away from the Lord. Really. You say, well, Eddie, you're the pastor. That's kind of bad, son. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's, it's, it's really, it's unintentional. But over time, you will slowly let this world eat away and put you in a place where you have gotten a, a, a good bit away from the Lord. You're not where you were at one time. You're not, you're not experiencing the Lord like you did at one time. You sometimes, you, you, you know, it's... It, that's, that's when you begin, you begin to see and know and realize that, 
you know, uh, we, we really, I really don't look a whole lot different than the world because you're slipping towards that. It's that focus. See, it's the, don't focus on the world. Let, it, let this fast be something that would take us and help us to focus on him. And, 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 and to work, just like I said, to worship him, to spend time with him. But because of the fact that I want to get close to him, but I want him to work. I want to, I want to worship him. I want to minister to him, but I want him to minister to me. I want to see God. I want, as a matter of fact, I want God to do what God wants to do. You say, well, he's God. He can do it if he wants to. Well, I know he is. But there's a lot of things he doesn't do whenever my heart's not right. Y'all agree with that? There's things that I need to get right in order for God to move in ways that he wants to move in ways that I need him to move, and even ways that I want him to move. I just want to, I want God to do what God wants to do. I don't care what it is. I'm not up here, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not fasting and praying to say, God, particularly I, there's things that I have specific, but my main thing is this, is that God, I want you to do something that I wasn't even expecting. I want you to do something that didn't even cross my mind that it needed to be done. And all of a sudden, here it is, and thank you that you moved. Can God do that? Do we want him to? I want him to do what he wants to do. Sometimes I need to quit telling him so much about what I want him to do. Lord, I just, just move, you know. Yes, I, I want you to move. I want you to be in my children's life. I want you to be in my grandchildren's life. These are the most important things to me is, is my, my family, my family members. And their relationship with the Lord. I mean, I don't know about y'all, but that's the most important thing in life to me. Nothing else comes close. So these are the issues and these are the things that, that, I, that, that I, I'm, I'm directing my prayer and all. But in it all, I, I, I'm in my heart, I'm saying, God, do something that you want to do. That, what, I mean, man, that, isn't that, I, I don't know about y'all. I think it's pretty good. Lord, just do what you want to do. In my life, in this church's life, and folks around me, it doesn't matter that I can see, see your hand, see your work. Elijah had seen that. God had worked, but Elijah has lost his focus. It's not on the Lord anymore. It's on Jezebel. Now, let's, 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 let's look at uh, verse... Uh, so he, I mean, he's, he's running for his life, and verse 3, it said he... When he and, 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 you know, I think that this, the way the King James reads anyway, in verse 3, and when he saw that, in other words, he saw he's looking at the wrong thing. When he saw what? When he saw that Jezebel is upset. That's what. When he saw that, I'm out of here. I'm gone. So when he saw it, he rose and he went for his life. <clears throat> and I'll tell you what, I, I do want to mention this. It just was interesting to me as I looked at it. I mean, that God is going to, he's going to take this man on the journey. Now, if you look at the last verse of chapter 18, verse 46, right there, when, whenever the, 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 it was over and, and God had answered by fire and the challenge had been met, these prophets had been uh, slain, and, and Ahab, the kings, headed back to Jezreel. This was the summer place where, Je, where Ahab and Jezebel spent their time. That's where Jezebel was. It was in Jezreel. So it says, it says, and the hand of the Lord was on Elijah, and he girded up his loins, and he ran before Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. I think Ahab was on a horse, and, 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 and Elijah out running. What's that? Just to let you know 
That was 17 miles. 17 miles. From Mount Carmel to Jezreel. That's 17 miles. People can run 17 miles. It ain't me. But there are people that can run 17 miles. We got them here. We actually got them that can run 26. I think that's a marathon, isn't it? 26 miles, something like that. So anyway, he's run, and he's run to... And, and, and in my mind, I'm thinking, wow. He's run. The Lord has blessed. The Lord has empowered him. He's running to Jezreel. He's going. He's, I, and, and I don't know this. I just do a lot of thinking. Probably sometimes that ain't good. But he's running to get there because he's thinking, man, after this display and all that's going on, they, I mean, this, this is going to turn away Ahab and Jezebel. They gonna hit, and this, we, this nation's going to turn around. And God will have used me to turn this nation around. And he goes in there with that kind of thought in mind. And he shows up. And what does he say? What does he find out? There ain't nobody real thrilled about it. I thought they just, it's a God's moving, y'all. Man, God's, something's going to happen. Well, you know, all I, all, all I did was stir up a hornet's nest. So that, just keep that in mind. And so now he's leaving. He run to Jezreel thinking like that, but now he's going to leave. He's going to leave and says he gets up, he rose, and he went for his life, and he came to Beersheba, which belonged to Judah, and he left his servant there. Okay, so he's run 17 miles, but he found out, man, i got to get out of here. So he takes off again. This is just a little bit more than 100 miles from Jezreel to Beersheba. And he makes that. So he's... I, evidently, he's scared. He said, I'm going to put about 100 miles between me and her. So he goes. He goes. He says he's got a servant with him. And he left his servant. Now, here's what I want to look at. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a juniper tree. And he requested that he himself, that he might die, and said, It is enough now, O Lord, take my life, and I am not better than my father. So get the picture. He's left Jezreel. He's walked 100 miles, or maybe he run again. But he's got to Beersheba. He leaves his servant there, and he goes a day's journey into the wilderness. So I just put down, Elijah got along with the Lord. You know, when they, sometimes it takes everything to go south. Everything, that nothing, ain't nothing going like I thought it was supposed to. I am, I'm, I'm in a... I'm in, a, I'm in a tight spot. I don't, have, I don't know why, and I don't understand it. And uh, you know, it, I, I, it looks like it ought to be not be this way, but it is. It's time. It's time to stop and get alone with the Lord. Listen, folks. That's for all of us. Time to stop. As an individual, wife don't matter, husband don't matter. Let's individual, get by yourself, get along with the Lord. That's what he did. He got along with the Lord. And what I like about it, when he got along with the Lord, is what, what, what did he do? Well, for one thing, he was honest. You know, a lot of times we want to go to the Lord and not really get to the thing that's down in our heart, just kind of pray some sweet prayers around it, you know, and just kind of butter the Lord up here. We're going to get around here directly. He just Elijah, he goes there and he says, what's he say? I've had enough. 
I've had enough. Have you, hey, have y'all ever been there? Have you ever been there where you, I've had enough? How, I, you say, well, I don't know. Well, how many, how many of y'all got children? I'll guarantee you somewhere in your life you told them youngest. Y'all, I've had enough. I've had enough. I'll guarantee y'all this. That's what Elijah... When you, you think about it, he, he said, I've had enough. In other words, you know, I'm done. I, I mean, it's kind of like, it's over. There's a, I mean... I just didn't think it'd end like this. I'll tell you what now, when you get on up older and you get some years behind you and you know that you got a lot more years behind you than you got ahead of you, there's things that can happen that'll make you say, I didn't think it would be like this. When your te- faith is tested, he said, I'm done. I might as well check out. And because I'm th- in my mind, here's the way I'm thinking with with Elijah. You no, know, I've had enough. I just, you know, I'm a- he could he could say this. I was obedient, and he was. He did exactly what the Lord told him to do. He told him, said, "I want you to go tell Ahab it ain't going to rain for three years." Then he says, "I want you to go to a a, a, a creek." In Cherith, I want you to go. I want you to go there. I want you to stay there. He told, pinpointed him, told him, every place way to go. I want you to go there. You stay there. He stayed there till ravens fed him and the creek dried up. He said, now I want you to get up and I want you to go to a, to a widow woman. And there he went and he was following the Lord, doing everything the widow And he stayed right with her until it was time. And the Lord said, I'll tell you when, I'll tell you when to go back. Now it's time you go back and you go find Ahab. And you go back and tell him now. And that's when he made the... He made that challenge to him and all, and then, it, then it's going to bring, then we're going to bring the rain. Not only did he answer by fire, he's a God that can answer by fire, but he can come, turn it right around and put the fire out with the rain. And he said, I've been right there. I won't, I, 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 I've been obedient. I've been obedient. God has moved mightily. He can't move any bigger than what he's already moved. But there was no revival. People's crazy. And you listen. Can't they see? I mean, what more can I do? I might as well shut her down and go, I mean, I'm done. In other words, I'm giving my best shot, me. I mean, I've followed the Lord. I've let the Lord use me. I've done, I know I have. And I know I've seen, I know I saw the fire of God fall down and take that sacrifice. I know that. I don't know, but I don't understand why it's like this now. And I'm running for my life. And there was no revival in Israel. And I'm a fugitive. So, you might as well take me. Right? I mean, what, what more could I do? I've done, I've done all I can. And it doesn't seem like it worked. That can mess you up, you know, that kind of thinking. But, trust me, we'll think like that. Right place at the right time and the right circumstances. 
I certainly don't think we can, any of us want to think we're any more spiritual and, than Elijah. But this is really good to me. So here he is. He's alone. He's been all over the world. He's got with the Lord. And I love it. And he's been honest and he's poured his heart out. And then look what, the next thing I wrote down here is thank God he doesn't leave us to ourselves. Thank God he doesn't leave us to ourselves. He can say, see Elijah, see it. You know, you, you've had enough. Well, I've had enough. You, you know, I've had enough of you. I'm gone. I'm out of here. Woo! Somebody say amen. We don't serve a God like that. Uh-uh. We, have, we, we, we serve a God who's not going to leave us to ourselves. Oh, he'll listen to us whine and cry and bellyache and all the stuff and wondering what, why this, that, or the other. And, and, and all of these, all through life. Folks, listen, it ain't going to change. All through life, I don't care who you are. I don't care what you've experienced. I don't care how much you've grown. And, you, and Brother Johnny Priest, we need to be growing, need to be growing. But you're going to grow, but you're going to always be dealt with by God as long as you're here till you're in his presence. He's going to be doing something in your life. He'll be working in your life. But when I thought about it, I said, man, <clears throat> thank God he doesn't leave us to ourselves. Because here he is after he got all poochy-lipped and told the Lord up. I've had enough. I give it my best shot. It didn't work. You saw it. It didn't work. It didn't work. And I'm, I've had enough, and I'm ready to go. I'm going to go to sleep. And then God touched him. And then God fed him. And then God strengthened him for the journey. Praise be to God. Amen. He ain't going to leave you to yourself. He's going to come touch you. He's going to come feed you. He's going to minister to you. He's going to give you what you need. Whoo! That's my God. And what he gives you is just exactly what you need. And it's going to strengthen you. It's going to strengthen you for what you're going to meet in the, on the journey ahead. And what's on the journey ahead? I don't know. But he does. Are y'all with me tonight? It's just wonderful. I wish I'd have started fasting a lot sooner than the end. <laughs> God just touches you, I'm telling you. I don't I can't explain that. Don't even want to try to explain. Don't care. Just want God to do what he wants to do. Amen. I think that's so, so good. That even laying there like that with that kind of thought, God's still there. God's still got a plan. God still loves Elijah. He's going to, he's going to touch him, feed him, take care of him, get him ready. <clears throat> so that all, that, all that, you know, he's lost his focus. So we see all of that in there, but God's still there. That's good. You can lose your focus, but you ain't lost God. He's there. He's there. Second thing. Let me see how I'm going to do it. Verse 8. And he arose. So he, he's, he's there at Beersheba. He went out to himself, spent some time with the Lord. 
And the Lord's come and touched him and fed him, got him strengthened up for the journey. It says, He arose and he did eat drink and went in strength of that meat forty days and forty nights unto Horeb, the Mount of God. Horeb, the Mount of God. What is that? That is Sinai. That's Sinai is where Moses, where God met with the children of Israel, met Moses there, established the law, the Ten Commandments. The law made his covenant with the nation of Israel. That's where it all started back there with the nation of Israel. See, Elijah's preaching to Israel. He's wanting them to repent. So he's going, <laughs> he's going to go back to where it all started. Sometimes we just have to go on back, go, go back to where it all started and just get right back with the Lord from the get-go. That's what he's done. The only thing is, that's, that's just a shade under 200 miles. Lord, can't you, you know you're going, you're going to run me to death. Just get me done. Wild, isn't it? Lord knows what he's just doing, run all, all over the place. The Lord's got a plan for him. You know, he's just, he's just speaking to him. Not, hey, folks, I, what I love about this, he's not only speaking to Elijah, he's speaking to Eddie Griffiths. He's speaking to Eddie Griffiths, not just Elijah. That's the way I read God's Word. If he's speaking to them, I might as well be speaking to me. So then let's go on. He said, and he came thither to a cave. He got to a cave when he finally got there. And he dodged there, and behold, the word of the Lord came to him and said, What are you doing here? What are you doing here, Elijah? You know, I, I just got through telling you, all through, all through Elijah's life, he went where God seen him. You go, you, you go to Ahab. You go to this creek. You go to this widow. You go back over. You go. He, he, the Lord thought, right now it's, it looks like a... Elijah's doing the going. He says, what are you doing here? Here's what he says. I, I've been very jealous for he's, it's, it's, This is true, by the way. I've been very jealous for the God of, the, of hosts, for the children of Israel forsaken thy covenant, uh, thrown down thine altars, and slain thy prophets with the sword, and I, even I, only am left. As, and, and they seek my life to take it away. Uh, listen, folks. <clears throat> all, all of that is true, except for the statement that he's the only one left. But in his mind, that's true. That's the way he feels. He's the only one left. So what he's, he's speaking truth out of his heart all the way. But God knows. So he said, he said, go forth and stand upon the mount before the Lord. This Lord speaking. And behold, the Lord passed by in a great wind and rent the mountains, break the, break the pieces of the rock before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, the earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not, in, was not in the fire. And after the fire, a small voice. <coughs> Second thing to me is the imperative of his presence. The imper imperative, the vital importance. The vital importance of his Now, I think there's a lesson to learn here that I had not seen before. <clears throat> Elijah is disappointed, he's discouraged, and he's dis depressed. Why hadn't, why hadn't the display of God's power changed that nation? That was the power of God. Awesome, awesome power of God. 
But you know, when I thought about that, I, I wrote this down. Now listen. You need to remember this. The miracle maker changes lives, not the miracle. Do, do, do y'all think I'm blaspheming up here or anything? Are miracles a part of God? You better believe it. But if you serve God for the miracle, you miss the maker. Done said that last week. Important. I want to see the power of God. I want to see Him move, but not for the not for the miracle, but for the one that's for the miracle maker. Okay. So <clears throat> here's what happened, and I'm thinking. Now let's think about this with Elijah. Here's kind of Elijah deal. Elijah deals with nature. Kind of, <clears throat> kind of, sort of. <clears throat> He's the one that says it ain't going to rain. The Lord says it's not going to rain. That's, I mean, so it's dealing with that. And it, and, it, and it was drought three and a half years. There was no rain. But then when he come back and he did what God told him to do, and then he goes and prays and he prays and says, you know, the, it's coming. And it didn't look like there were no clouds in the sky. And he kept seeing that there little old helper back, keep looking seven times. Finally, he said, there's a little bit of one. He said, that's all we need. Told Ahab, get on the horse, get out of here, it's fixing to rain. It's the God over nature. God, God control. My God controls that. Do y'all know he can shut? Out in California, they've been struggling with a, with a, 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 a famine for a while. I mean, a, a drought, you know, that sort of thing. Folks, God can shut it down on the whole 50 United States if he wants to, and it not drain another drop. Y'all believe that? They sure can. Because he's the God over that, and then not only that, he was it was it was it was Elijah's presence brought fire down, you know, and 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 I don't know, but what seeing these things had uh, maybe affected Elijah in some way because it's very strange now that when he spent time with the Lord and he's got up and he's went all the way back to where it all started back on Mount Sinai, Mount Hor. He God said, "Come out here and look at this," and here's a tornado tearing up, busting rocks, everything, and the world just tearing up creation. Power. And after that, then it says there was an earthquake. Shaking, the whole earth shaking. And then there was fire. A fire coming. But you know what it says about all three of those things? I thought, I've often often wondered that. It says, the God, but God wasn't in them. He wasn't in there. And I'm thinking, <clears throat> so I thought about it. I said, wow. I said, to God, and when we talk about that, the, the, these natural disasters, and uh, it's, it's, it's kind of like this here. You know, there's a lot of people who want to find God in nature. Y'all, y'all heard about them kind of folk, haven't you? We're just going to go out and sit in the woods and hum and look around, and God's just going to get us. Yes, we're going to find it in nature. Uh, that, and that's going to be my God. It's, my, it's the, 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 you know, and I, the Bible plainly tells us about the 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 worshiping the creation instead of the creator, okay, that type of thing. So I, you know, God's not in nature, but nature is in God. And I, and I just wrote that down. I had to think about this a while because I just don't want to say things wrong. 
you can't you can't go and and and, and look at nature and, and 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 see that as God. Even the the things mighty things that may happen in the in nature. He he's saying that's not me. I'm behind it. That's my power. That's my power. That's who I am. But I ain't. I ain't the, the that tornado. That's not me. I'm not this. He says. I just, I just, I kind of put this, I wrote it like this. I ain't good at writing things for some reason. I ain't cold and dumb. This display of natural catastrophes certainly demonstrates the power of the Creator in whom all it all consists. It shows His power in all of this, but all of this, it, 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 it consists in Him. It's in Him. He's bigger than that. And I think it's what he's trying to say, tell, show Elijah. Elijah, I'm bigger than the earth. It ain't me. I mean, I, I can do that, but that ain't me. That fire that come down, that ain't me. What, what the problem is, is that they, they saw the fire. They saw what I could do. They saw the power, but they missed me. They missed me. I'm the, I'm the life changer. I'm the one that can change a nation when they turn their hearts to me. But they missed me. Elijah, you don't need to miss me. You're missing me right now because you're focused on you and what happened and this woman and how it's all not the way I thought it would be. You're missing. Don't miss me. These things are not me. Me is my presence. That's what's important is me and in your life. And it don't have to be loud and strong and boisterous. I've got all the power in the world. But I can speak to you. And you know what? Hey, what what happened? A small voice. It was the voice of God. Hey, what does what to me? You know what the voice of God represents? He's here. If you hear my voice, that means I'm here with you, Robert. I'm in the presence here, buddy. Said the voice. That was God's voice. See somebody when you by yourself. Sometimes you just you just hear his voice. He speaks to you. You know he speaks to you. He said, I didn't finish that. <clears throat> it certainly demonstrated the power of the Creator in whom it all consists, but it is he himself, his presence, that is the most important in the life of a believer. Not the miracles that he's done, not the experiences that you've had. Him, his presence. You need him. I need him. Him moving, him working in your life. To hear that, to hear that still small voice. Tony, you can ease up and I'm going to close up with this third thing. <clears throat> so what he's saying <laughs> is that I'm God and I got all the power in the world and I'm still God. Elijah, I am still God. In a still small voice, I want you to know that I am still God. And what you need is to be close enough to me that you can hear me whisper. That you can hear my voice. I'm still God, still working, still got a plan. <clears throat> I put down his voice to me represents his presence. And Elijah had lost sight of that and needed to be reminded. I've had enough. Might as well take me on home. I give it my best shot. It didn't work. Ain't, I tell you, I don't have no encore for that, God. I mean, that was it, man. I, if that didn't do it, I don't know what. I, you just get something, but do something. But it ain't me. It ain't me. <laughs> God says, uh, Elijah, 
I, I really, I still got a plan. I ain't through with you just yet. Don't leave us to ourselves. Let me read this real quick as we close out. We got five and one half minutes. <laughs> and it said, uh, and it was so when Elijah heard that small voice that in verse 13, that he wrapped his face in a mantle and went out and he stood in the entering of the cave. And behold, there came a voice unto him and said, What dost thou hear, Elijah? Same thing. What are you doing here? What are you doing here? It's okay you've come and spent time with me and I've worked in your life and you've come all the way back here at the very beginning where it all started and I know you're wondering what's going on, but this ain't where I want you. This is not here. Not here. It's good. I'm, I'm speaking to you here. I'm not going to leave you. Praise God. But I still got something for you to do and it ain't here at Mount Horse. <clears throat> so he said, said uh, and he said uh, very same thing I've been jealous for you and they've forsaken your covenant thrown down your altars and slain the prophets and I'm by myself and they seek my life same story yet same thing and the Lord said unto him go return now he's starting to tell him again where to go like he used to you go here now here's where I want you to go you return on thy way to the wilderness of Damascus, and when thou comest, anoint Hazel to be king over Syria, and Jehu, the son of, of, of Nimshai, shalt thou anoint to be king over Israel, and Elisha, the son of Shaphat of Abelmahola, shalt thou anoint to be the prophet in thy room. And it shall come to pass that him that escapes the sword of Hazel shall slay Jehu slay, and him that escapes the sword of Jehu shall Elisha slay. But by the way, yet I have left me 7,000 in Israel, all of the knees which have not bowed to Baal every, and every mouth which hath not kissed him. You're not by yourself. Okay, I know all that. I know you feel that way and all that there, but you're not, you're not, you're not by yourself. <clears throat> and I just wrote this down, man. I, I just got thinking about it. It was so, it's so good. As a matter of fact, you know, I can hear the Lord just say, Elijah, get up and you go and you take care of this business. Because I got a young man that right now is looking at the rear end of a yoke of oxen. And I plan on using him to accomplish twice as much as I did with you. Are y'all glad of that? See, there's another generation we just pass it on to that could come in and do more than we ever could. Y'all with me? Don't you like that? I've done it. I give him my best shot. It didn't work. I'm, I'm ready to check out of here. He said, I know you're ready to check out, and I'm going to check you out when the time's right. I'm the check outer. When the time's right, I'll get, I'll, trust me, I'll get you. So he said, I plan on using him to accomplish twice. Y'all do know Elisha prayed for a double portion, and he got it. And if you'll study his life, you'll find out that he doubled everything Elijah did. It's amazing. God's good. And he says, and, I, but, and not only that, <clears throat> and I'm sending you to guide him. I want you to go get him. I want you to go tell him what, I, what I've told you. I want you to go train him. I want him to follow you. I want, and, 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 and as a matter of fact, you ain't done yet. Go. Take care of that. Take care of that Bye. Yeah, he's tired of plowing. He ain't got no idea what's fixing to happen in his life. But you're going to show up because I'm going to send you there and you're going to do what I told you to do. And you're going to bless him and he's going to do twice what you did. And then we'll talk about checking out. 
And then I thought about all of this here stuff that Elijah's been a part of, and the, the rain and the fire and the sacrifice and the tornadoes and all of that kind of stuff. And the last thing he says, and, and, and Elijah, by the way, when I'm through using you, I tell you what I'll do. I'll send a whirlwind to get you. Right? That's what happened. Isn't it good? God's good. He's the difference. He's the difference maker. He's what makes it fun. He's what makes you able to get through the bad times. He's what, he's, he's what make, helps you be, get through those times whenever you said, I'm tired, I am done, I'm going to give up, I'm done. I did the best I could. I don't know why it turned out this way. God's still God. Isn't that good to know? God's still God. And this and I just encourage y'all with this. As we fast, I don't know what God may do. But like I said, I just want God to do what He wants to do. Are y'all with me? I just want God to do what He wants to do with me, with y'all, with this church. Right here, as we've committed to focus on Him as best we know how. Wow, it's His power, it's His goodness. We just need to seek his face. Stand if you will. <clears throat> I'm on, I'm, I'll, I'll open up the altar. And uh, tell you what, I'm going to sing the last verse of Sweet Hour Prayer. And tonight we're going to close out praying. And if you want to, you can start making your way to the altar. But I just want to gather up, pray for y'all, pray that God will move, touch us during this, this time of fasting. Just do wonderful things for his glory. For him. Hey, it's not about the it's not about the big things. It's not about the powerful things. It's about the one behind it. It's about the one behind it. So let's sing. <coughs> Sweet come to the altar and let's seek the face of the Lord. Just pray that he will just do some wonderful things here this, these coming few weeks. 
There's folks, there's folks that just, they, they need him. They need the touch. They need a touch from the Lord to encourage them right now. <clears throat> and I know that. So, Father, we, uh, we're just going to come tonight as a body of believers seeking your face. It's not about the it's not about the miracles and not the power of God. It's just about you. We're seeking you. We long for you. You are what's good. You are the one that has provided us with salvation. You are our strength. You are our hope. Father, you're the one that helps us to live this life. And if there's any glory that comes your way, it's because of the power that you have placed within us. Father, we pray right now, I look to you, Father, that you will bless your people right here at Rayford Road. We thank you. We don't want to come, we don't want to be any, we don't want to even appear to be ungrateful people. We are thankful for what you have done and how you've worked in this little church and touched many lives. <clears throat> Lord, but we just, we, we long for you to continue to work in our lives and do things, Lord, as, that we never even thought about that we never imagined. And Father, our hearts, really right now, <clears throat> my heart is just focused on there's people, there's people close here, there's people, there's loved ones here that need to know you, that need salvation. And there's people here, loved ones here, in the, uh, of families in this church who need your healing touch. Oh, we thank you for what you've done. You've been good. Father, and we thank you that we know that life is more than just this life. This is not the life that you had in mind. And Father, I just, I'm thankful to know that, that I'm on that journey, that I'm on my way. And just as Elijah, just as Elijah was ready to go, wanted to go, Lord, I know, I know that that's coming. And Lord, I just, I just, I just want you Lord, to know that I want you to work and use me any way that you can for your glory till I, till I leave here. And so, Father, we thank you. We praise you. Thank you for your presence. Father, we pray for Rayford Road Church that your presence will be in this place. When, when folk come to in this place, when your people come into this place, that the presence of God, it comes with them that people that come in that are lost and they maybe even don't even know what Jesus is about, that they feel a presence of an almighty God in this place. That's about you. That's not about us. That's not trying to brag on us. That's not trying to pin any roses on us. Not, we don't even want to care anybody looks at us. We just want to be used to touch the lives of people with the love and for the glory of God. Father, we thank you. We praise you. Again, thank you for this church. Bless us through these coming days. God, each one individual, Lord, we, we just all just touch us. May we hear that still small voice that speaks what we need, each one individual, what we need to hear. God, just be close. Father, we thank you. We praise you. And we give you all praise, honor, and glory. And we ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen.